Organizations have clear responsibilities for ongoing business results. Sales drives revenues, procurement reduces spend, and on and on. When it comes to digital initiatives, though, it is not clear who should own tangible outcomes, who should be responsible for projects increasing revenues and reducing costs of sales. Should it be sales, marketing, or IT? Let's take a look. One thing that sets private equity apart is their relentless focus on value creation. That's why we have this channel. We want to bring P-value discipline to any digital transformation program. Many companies struggle with this. They all have to run their core business. They pursue customers, get orders, deliver products and services and keep their customers happy. And they also make sure the back office is running great. And by the way, they have to meet and raise quarterly earnings forecasts. This is already a lot of work, even for the best companies. Then you want to improve the core business? There are many questions. How do you add a set of improvement initiatives on top of running the business? How do you keep executive focus on both running the ship and upgrading it at the same time? Could you balance the core business and the innovation projects? Can you make sure both sides have enough resources to succeed? There's a lot to consider. Value creation plans help, help to achieve this balance well. They'll help run new initiatives as well as the same way you run the core business. Before we get into best practices, let's first talk about what value creation plans actually are. A value creation plan, or VCP, is an enterprise-wide view of all initiatives that will improve the business, above and beyond business as usual. These can be both digital and non-digital projects, expanding digital marketing, automating finance operations, or implementing chatbots in customer service. The VCP tracks all improvement projects, those that will improve sales and those that will drive cost reduction. Companies often realize they have hundreds of random projects. They compete for executive attention, people, time, and money. I have once seen over a thousand projects in a, comp in a company. This is absolutely chaotic and will not result in consistent value creation. Some projects get delayed due to resource constraints. Others get neglected and die a slow death. Wouldn't it be better to sign up to fewer projects that the business can actually deliver on? Big idea. That's what private equity firms do when they invest in a business. They agree with management on what is the best they can do with the limited resources. There are some best practices that make these valuation plans particularly effective. I picked three great things private equity firms do when they create valuation plans. First, have very few but high-impact initiatives. What are the 20% of the projects that will create 80% of the value? Most companies have far too many initiatives with questionable benefits. There are not enough resources and insufficient executive focus to complete them all. You should rank your projects based on hard value and speed. There are videos where I cover the criteria for project priorities. I will link those here in the video. You may want to take a look. The projects that deliver the most value the fastest should be the only ones on your list. Otherwise, ask the questions. Can you make this goal bigger for higher value impact? Can you speed up time to value with more resources? If not, keep that project off your list. Also, 
any project without a clear executive owner, you will have to cut. Speaking of which, it brings us to the second criteria. Have the right executive own the results. The biggest reason digital projects fail is because executives don't pay attention. There is a simple rule of thumb to check if you have the right ownership. Look at the business metric or KPI your initiative is trying to impact. Let's say it's sales growth in a new digital product. Who is the ultimate owner, owner of that metric? Let's say SVP or merchandising. This is the person you need that needs to own the project. They own the benefits, they own the budget, they assign the resources. They can only succeed if the project does. If you do not have the owner of the metric on your side, then the project is doomed. You either get them on board or you must cut the project from your value creation plan. There should never be any ambiguity of who is accountable for the value created for many projects. And the third criterion. Treat value delivery as important as deadlines and budgets. Many companies are good at developing business cases and actually tracking projects. They assign the right executive sponsors. Once the project is up and running, they focus only on timelines and budgets. They forget all about the value and the business case. This is where value creation plans shine. P firms make sure the projects deliver the value they signed up to deliver in the plan. Value creation gets tracked with the same rigor they used in planning. Rewards are at stake. Management will make sure that projects deliver the value. They treat value slippage the same as missed deadlines and budget overruns. So let's recap. Keep your initiative small. Make sure the right executive is accountable for the project's success and treat value delivered as important as deadlines and budgets. Most businesses find valuization reviews eye-opening and transformational. Real value creation starts here. There are many new tools to help with valuization and ongoing value management, and I will sure cover these tools in a future episode. Talk soon.